Nelson in looking for Garza backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Five Stripe Final, where everything is on fire and Atlanta United is about to lose all 34 games in the regular season. As far as we know, at least we can tell from Saturday night's game versus Columbus. I'm JCM Jones. Joe Patrick is over there. Hey, How you doing, Joe? Sam, what is our DEFCON score right now? What are we at? Like DEFCON, DEFCON 4? Do, do we is do it like colors or numbers? I or? don't know. The only way I've heard is DEFCON 1 through 5. 5 being 5 okay. is like okay. 5 is like no 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 danger and 1 I think is we've gone, 1 is I think we've transcended danger. that scale. I think we're at like <laughs> DEFCON purple. We're in the, at this point. Yeah. It's real bad. We've gone into negative integers. Exactly. Exactly. Imaginary numbers even. Oh my gosh. Real strange. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not a great, not a great first, uh, appearance, first in MLS team in 2018. But what can you do, right? Yeah. I mean, Columbus crew, man, there are, there are arch nemesis, really. I mean, it's them and DC United at this point. Mm-hmm. Giassi's exactly. artist, before the end of the year, Giassi's artist will have his vengeance on Atlanta United. And I'm not looking forward to the day when he knocks us out of MLS Cup playoffs. Or actually, it would probably be. He, Giassi's artist will score a goal like towards the end of the season that like knocks us out of contention and make MLS Cup playoffs. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah. What a dick. That's how I. That's about how I feel right now. God, everything's terrible. Everything's terrible. Zach Steffen's our dad. Just everything. <laughs> everything's bad. Five stripes lose three one in this one up at the Charleston Chew Carolina Conference Cup, whatever Joe Patrick wants to call it today. Uh, but a 3-1 loss, uh, things get started in the 13th minute with an absolutely hysterical goal from Pedro Santos. And it was hysterical only in the sense that uh, sometimes you laugh not to weep. Uh, the defending was just a little bit atrocious. Uh, I, have, I posted a picture on Twitter, and it's amazing. It's kind of a microcosm of exactly how bad the defensive positioning was that night. But uh, you have... Uh, Ambrose, McCann, and Lorenowitz all in the same, like, three-foot space, uh, standing in front of the same guy. Meanwhile, Santos is running off the left. Sal Zizzo is trying to backtrack as best he can, but we, we know he had a little bit of difficulty with that, uh, on Saturday and maybe his entire career. Uh, but we'll talk about more later. Uh, but Santos played on by Federico Higuain and an easy finish in the bottom right corner. Make it one nothing. Yeah, that was like middle school hijinks on that one. It was bad. It was. I was at a low A high school game the other night, and uh, it looked it looked just like that. It looked yeah. worse even almost. Uh, then a few minutes later, twenty one minutes later, Christian Martinez with, I, I guess you could just call it a just a really clever goal. There's not a whole lot you could do about it. Guzan out of position. Uh, Martinez takes the ball from forever away, maybe forty yards, something like that. Chips it over. The keeper uh, for an outstanding goal, uh, make it two nothing, and then nothing really happened for a whole real long time <laughs> uh, until Joseph Martinez got bored and decided if no one was going to get in the ball on his end, he was going to score at least on one end. Uh, heads the ball in the net off of a corner uh, in the seventy-first minute to make it three nil Columbus, and finally in the ninetieth minute, a breakthrough of sorts for Atlanta United, uh, Miguel Almiron. Finishes off a Joseph Martinez assist for the three-one final score. It was not fun. Yeah, sense. that was like the goal at the end was. Uh, I, 
I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be happy about it at all. I was just, it was just kind of like, it was a, was that there's an old cartoon where it was like a, these the these cartoons it was like a, a racing show or something and they and the crowd would give the most like speed racer melancholy yeah speed racer yay <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt exactly right? that at the, at, with that goal at the end just like I think Maggie felt the same way yeah it didn't even seem any kind of joy coming out of him just from scoring just yeah. the worst goal it's it's like. I was watching as a football game a few years ago between uh, Florida State and Louisville. And Louisville was up like fifty-six to ten, and Florida State had to kick a field goal with like four minutes left. So it's just the saddest of sad field goals, and that yeah. was just kind of the saddest of sad goals. There, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Well, I think you know part of it, it. It always seems to work out this way for me. Um, watching soccer, you know. So this weekend I was out of town, and I was kind of in the woods. Um, actually, in in your neck of the woods, I was in Milledgeville. Oh, and uh I'm sorry. And with poor internet connection, I was watching like a pixelated version of this game and whenever you're watching like a pixelated soccer game, you know your team is going to lose terribly <laughs> and it's going to be a, the ugliest game uh literally and figuratively. Mhm. Mhm. It uh not a not a whole lot to really to be positive about for the most part. Uh, you know, you just got to keep repeating the mantra of it, it's preseason. It it's is. It pre-season. is preseason. I, I mean, we, to be serious now for a second, we talked about the DEFCON thing earlier, but I'm really not concerned overall, uh, my overall demeanor. I know that I know other people will disagree. Um, I'm really not concerned. We're trying different stuff. We're trying some like three in the back formation. Um, we're playing without four guys who would probably be in the starting lineup. Um, so we're just working out some kinks. And I'm not saying that, you know, by the time the Houston game comes around that we're going to be firing on, on all cylinders, we almost surely won't be. I don't think any team is by the f- first game of the season. But we won't look like this. You know, we're just still – we've been working most of this preseason, I assume, on fitness stuff. Um, that's why they go – you know, they, they leave – town because they want to get out and kind of control what the players are eating and really get their fitness levels right. Um, so hopefully that these games will help serve the purpose of helping us tactically. And we're just kind of going through those, those pains right now, but um, I'm not overly worried, but I'm sure we'll, we'll kind of address some of the specifics and the questions. Yeah. If you think Sal Zizzo is going to be getting significant minutes this season, <laughs> uh, barring some catastrophic, injuries down the line uh you know you, you might be thinking about it wrong hey you started every game so far <laughs> <laughs> yes yes to uh to a lot of people's worry i think uh yeah. but it's going to be a completely different team and listening to the interviews afterwards in the the very tiny press scum which was press scrum which was just essentially doug roberson firing off questions at folks they all said the same thing it's it's early it's early they're trying things out and uh whole lot to work on but at the same time they know it's it's uh just working the kinks out yeah i mean i mean uh doug had a quote from uh tata saying that there were more positives than negatives in the game which i mean i wish i was that optimistic about the game but (laughs) but that just goes to show you how little concern tata has about how these games work out, you know? And if you honestly, like, let's look at it. Let's look at, I mean, yeah, we lost three, one, one was just on a terrible header own goal, total fluke, hundred percent fluke. That would almost surely never happen again this season. And then another one of the goals is 
a long chip when apparently Tata was quoted as saying that um, one or two players hadn't taken the correct position from, it was a corner, I think, that that play originally stemmed from and like a fullback or something someone hadn't gone back to cover for a center back who had gone forward so Mm -hmm. they just weren't back to protect and then it left the field wide open um and Guzan was pushed up for um for that set piece as well and so kind of made it uh quote-unquote easy long-range chip even though no long-range chip is ever an easy goal but basically what i'm saying is that these are either correctable mistakes or you know just crazy outlying errors um, or the fact that our back line was Ambrose <laughs> LGP and uh, Lorenowitz with Zizzo in the back That's, and, uh, and, and Chris McCann. I mean, I would consider him as, as yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's yeah. all LGP's fault. Essentially. Exactly. Stop blaming LGP everybody. It's okay. not his fault. He can't do everything. That was the, that was the overwhelming sentiment I saw on Twitter after the game. Our fans at are least the best. As, in, <laughs> Regarding the defense, it was everyone was pissed about why LGP is always out of position, and um, you know when he's your only okay, maybe not your only competent defender because Laurentowitz is back there. I don't want to sh- I don't want to slight Laurentowitz like that. But I mean, um, center back, you you might be okay in doing that, and I'm saying that. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically what I'm saying, like your back line is only as strong as its wink as its weakest link, right? Like if mm. if one guy is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. It's just going to leave gaps and everyone's going to look stupid. So I'm not saying LGP had a great game or anything, but you know, it's not always his fault. Yeah. When you have to cover, take it easy on LGP. He's a nice person. Exactly. He's a good dude. (laughs) He's working on the beard too. His beard game has gotten much better. Oh yeah. That's his English game. It's very impressive. Dude. Love it. Love it. He, he, I love when he first came to the club, he was like, I will know, I will be speaking English in six months. And then he went out and did it. I love that. He did. He did. His progress from the first time I interviewed him to the last time was was pretty incredible. Yeah. He's just a real sweet guy. Real yeah. nice dude. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it. It was bad. It's early. That's kind of all you can really say about it. Y'all had a couple of questions for us on the interwebs. Uh, no one really wanted to talk about it. We didn't get a whole lot of response as far as uh, getting the questions from folks. Uh, but we'll go ahead and move on to our listener cues. Joe Patrick, take it away. Yeah, well, so we already talked about the one. We don't need to go back into it about LGP. Oh. Um, that was I said that was kind of the prevailing. If that was the prevailing sentiment on Twitter, the one on Facebook is is Barco overrated. Sam, what say you? Oh gosh, I don't even want to touch this right now because <laughs> uh, I I had some hot takes for this after uh, after the game, and I I think what's really making people kind of squirm a bit is when Andrew Carlton checks in at the 84th minute and all of a sudden, you know, starts making things happen. And you're kind of looking around going, okay, this this kid's coming in. He's, he's around the same age as Zeke. I think he's younger. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's we have him for free, and we paid $15 million for this other guy who hasn't really done, had a moment where he's been, flashy or impressive or made you kind of perk up i guess with it mm-hmm. and you know it's it's two games and i'm we're not gonna get crazy about it uh but you know you can kind of understand where some people are looking at it and just kind of waiting for ezekiel to step up and make something happen that makes them go okay yeah this is this is a 15 million dollar player that we yeah. got in yeah. You know, and Rob Ush, Rob Ush, uh, ah, no, I got this. Rob Ushery said go. this. Um, 
you know, it, I think he tweeted it out too. You know, Ezekiel Barco or Ezekiel Barco at this point looks as much a $15 million player as I look a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. Um, <laughs> and it's not to disparage Rob's writing, but you know, it, it's not a exactly overwhelming. Yeah. Positive I mean, uh, we, we haven't, we haven't seen what, what he's capable of yet for sure. I totally agree with that. And, but I will say, you know, it kind of goes back to, it made me think about what we talked about after the last podcast. We talked about how there was an issue that they, that we were going to have to work out in that left channel where, um, Almiron and Barco are kind of sw- swapping in and out positions and Nagby also kind of entering that zone. Um, I think we really saw that ratcheted up to another degree in this game against a higher level of competition. Um, Columbus was much more structured and just basically we didn't know how to break them down. Cause we don't, they just don't have that kind of cohesion fluid fluidity yet amongst each mm. other. So I think that that will get better as the season goes on. And as that gets better, we'll see better out of Barco individually as well. And Almiron, I'm, both players will play better individually because to be perfectly honest, I think Almiron has been really bad this preseason too. I mean, I know he scored the goal, okay. but I mean, compared to what we saw from him last year, it's been, it's been like considerably worse. So, um, and again, it's preseason. So these guys are just still getting back into their groove, but I think it'll all get better. You know, I don't think it's time to panic quite yet over Barco's fee. I mean, every it's like when you get the gift on Christmas, you want to you want to tear <laughs> you want to tear open the packaging and bust it out, and you know, have a great time with it right away. And while while transfers and soccer often feel like Christmas, you know, they don't kind of operate the same way. In that you open it up and it's working at maximum performance right away. So it'll just take some time. It's like a, it's like an IKEA furniture piece. You kind of open it up, and it, it takes a little while to get everything kind of put together and actually working. As yeah, chef, yeah, and you know, and you got and you, you and, yeah, IKEA. and you got to like you know, with in your little like love seat, you got to like build like you got to like burrow your own little hole into it. You know, after a month, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you to, make the before it gets fully least. comfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotta, it's gonna. It's, it's exactly right. Exactly right. It's gonna take a moment. Gonna take a moment, but you know. Can't freak out too much. Can't freak out. Gressel was actually talking about this after the game, too, that Columbus was just doing a better job defensively. They were pressing in some, in some of the sort of same ways that Nashville was, uh, but were able to do it more consistently, do it for longer, and you know, at a higher level as better players and better athletes. So it was a little more difficult to step up in competition, and it's yeah. just kind of one more step towards getting a full unit together that knows what they're doing. Yep. So let's go on to the next question. Uh, we have one from at Bro Leary, who, Sean O'Leary, who's on, on Twitter, who says, any fear that our lack of offensive cohesion last night is not just because of hashtag preseason? And we kind of touched on this. Yeah, we, got, we, no. did, kind of, we did kind of touch on that. <laughs> no, it, it's, not, it's not our, it's not going to be our starting 11. It's not, uh, you know, what we're going to see even come Houston. So there we go. No, not worried. Not worried. Not worried. Uh, we have kind of a random one here from uh, Derek Creighton at 7Kane, the number 7 on Twitter. He just asked, is this Gressel's last year with the club? And I think that might be a bit of an overreaction. Jesus Christ, Derek. Gressel. Oh, my gosh. Step away from the ledge. <laughs> someone, get this guy shoe- someone get this guy shoelaces. Or get him a, like, I don't know, man, just a, a contract with MLS Digital. He's, he's doing a Matt Doyle kind of thing here. <laughs> um, shout out Matt Doyle. <laughs> is Gressel a failure? <laughs> That's the question. 
Oh my gosh, man, that's that's brutal. I, I really think he's going to be fine. Again, he's going to be used a little more sparingly this year. Uh, but no, no, this is not. I think. Last I mean, if it is, it's because Gressel might want to go or something. But like Tata clearly loves him. Like he Absolutely. started, he started him in his first game as a rookie, and he's played. You know, he's played him. He's been the first choice with Tito out uh, this preseason. So I mean, I don't think there's going to be any. Um, like discord between Gressel and the team, or vice versa. Exactly, exactly. Um, Derek, take a take a Zantax, man. Chill, Derek, <laughs> Good Lord, Holly, <laughs> Holly. Matt Doyle approach though. Matt Doyle, the the king ATL trail at this point, I think, especially with his Miles Robinson. Uh, yeah, comment today. If anyone oh, didn't man. see, if anyone didn't see, he, he came and dropped the bomb saying. Um, if Tata Martinez has made one, has made one, uh, or if there's been one disappointment, it's the failure to develop Miles Robinson, who's entering his second year, who's played one season in USL so far. So, uh-huh. man, that's a, t- that's, a tough, that's, uh, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough, that's a tough curve to be graded on, man. <laughs> you, Everyone's going to. If you're not developed, if you're not developed by your first year, you failed. <laughs> whole lot of failures on this team. Tata Martino, yeah. Julian Gressel, just... Get them out. Exactly. Time for change. Exactly. Hashtag change. All right. What did we learn from this one? Did we learn anything at all um, whatsoever? I think we I think we learned that the three, whatever, whatever you want to call it, the 3-4-3 three, three, or the 3-5-2, whatever, is still more of a work in process than uh, progress than we would have hoped for. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Tata, after the game, again, told Doug Robeson from the AJC that um this was their first game <laughs> he was like this is our first <laughs> game <laughs> basically and that puts into perspective um how much of a non-game that that national that that national match was just i don't know if he meant if in reference because of the pitch was so bad or just the you know i think we all kind of understand that it was it was largely a, a hype thing for Nashville city and it's good marketing to have them play a regional foe um, mm. but he considered this the first game and, you know, and, and there was Columbus gave us a lot more issues with this three, four, three. And, um, we've talked about the, the defensive gaps and then, you know, we're just kind of unsure what to do going forward as well. We had a lot of possession, but no real meaningful chances being created out of it. And I think that's just because guys are kind of tiptoeing around each other and just not quite sure how each other are going to move on the pitch. And I think that stuff will get worked out. Eventually, but you know, it, I don't. This three-man backline, I don't know if it's as far as long as we may have hoped. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. It might be a change of pace from time to time if we're having trouble, maybe breaking a team down or whatever. But I definitely don't think it's going to be, you know, the uh, the pillar of our, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tactical responses this year. It's just going to be a thing that we kind of have a, in our pocket. It's an ace and hole. Hey, I just had a thought. Okay. Um, I wonder if we're doing this three four three or three five two because we still haven't filled that central defensive midfielder role um, from Carmona. So by by doing like a three man back line, you you're kind of adding another like defensive. I'm air quoting the like a defensive player, like a defensive holding midfielder would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but and because then you still have the same kind of personnel in front of those. Three four and in front of those three man back line, you have the same personnel that you would have in front of them in a four two three one, um, not including that one defensive midfielder. So I wonder if that's something that's going on. 
and Tata. I'm sure it might be part of the thought. And trying to and, and, and trying to work out Carmona. Yeah. And trying to work out, trying to work out the best way for McCann to integrate into that, you know, because he cannot play defensive midfield. I'd rather him just not integrate into anything. Um, But when we had Carmona, you know, we were kind of looking at the three five two three four three, whatever you want to call it, and kind of saying, well, now these other people out of position because Carmona fits here and this person fits here, and it didn't really kind of make sense now that he's gone. Um, It may be part of the the reasoning behind it to try to fill some space with him uh, being out and being gone forever which is yeah. sad um and i had a hot take about this if you if you were sharing a hot take earlier i'm gonna share mine yeah um i think i think we may be waiting till summer to see uh to see a six come in Ooh. uh which is gonna upset a whole lot of people including me but i i just gosh there's just no of course darren's shady but uh, i don't know quite what's going on uh with that and if they see that they don't have the guy they think will really fit in that place and they see another guy coming available in the summer. I think they're okay uh, with waiting and, you know, making sure they have the best possible team going in to the playoffs. Cause you know, that's where the trophy is essentially, you know, it's not premier league where you have to have sustained excellence throughout the entire thing. You can run in as a five seed and still win the right. whole league. Uh, yeah. So I, I think they may be being more patient than a lot of people are ready to be, which could be interesting. Yeah. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> Me too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been wrong a thousand times. But yeah, before, you know, it's so. it's it's unsettling that there aren't any even rumors. There's no substantiated rumors coming out, or even just any any scuttlebutt. There's absolutely nothing out there. So that's mm-hmm. that is worrying. And it's it. Um, I, I, me personally, like my fear is if we wait till summer to get a guy, um, how quickly can that person integrate? You know, it's a pretty key role right in the middle of defense. For sure. Um, so that's my only that's my that's that's my issue with uh, a summer signing, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on what like not what I want to happen, but what I think will happen because just because it's so quiet out there, it's real quiet, maybe too quiet. We'll see though. We'll see. Uh, we also learned in this one that Jesus Martinez is real good at uh, scoring goals, even if it's for the wrong team. Yeah, yeah. goal scoring machine. He has same scored old, a goal in every preseason game he's played with us. So oh, it's very nice. Nice yeah, stat. There you go. It's a good stat. Good stat. We also learned in this one that, uh, surprisingly, in my opinion, the, the King Peach kits, they're sharp, man. They're pretty sharp. Yeah. I like having a white kit. I, I, you know, it, I, this one's truly white. The old ones were gray, you know, concrete or whatever they call them. <laughs> Whatever the dumb marketing copy was for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like having a white kit. Kind of shines in the sun. and mm. um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I, I like the idea of going with uh, some alternate colors for the away kit, especially if you're not getting a third kit. Go with something cool. Go with, go with some. And the one thing I was worried about was the little um, the design pattern on the, the belly area where it's like the – or like the chest where it's got the – Poly, oh, you polygonal mean the hexagons shapes. made to represent the soccer balls used uh, in years past yes. and the uh, triangular stadium of uh, the roof of Mercedes Benz. Those are the ones read in the press yeah. release. Yeah, still those. not the still not the biggest fan of those, but uh, I, I just Man. feel like it makes it look like dirty or something. Like it, it makes does. it it makes it look like it's not pristine, like, like a shirt you just picked up out of the hamper. <laughs> yeah, in some yeah. ways. But I but I think but I thought it looked fine on the players. Like when they're playing, you don't notice it. You know, you just kind of mm-hmm. see the white and the 
in the orange. I don't know if I will buy one of those kits because of that little mark. It would just make it look weird. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't yet to see one actually in person yet. So uh, I think overall they're good, though. There's been so many people crapping on them online. It's, oh, man. It was, I was. It was driving me nuts. Before it came out, I saw the shirt. I saw the leak come out and thought, well, that's just boring yeah and it is, well it's I don't, not exactly it's not gonna get you fired up I, I guess it looks good i guess what was aggravating me is not that people said like oh i don't you know i'm not a big fan of this it's that people were were indignant about it not being their favorite like like i didn't choose this you know like i didn't get a say <laughs> in this like okay okay buddy there was there's a lot always, of that. our fans I, are just well phenomenal. that was that was that was oh, my God, mistake for going onto the Facebook group. That's that's where oh, I saw God. this I, happening. I logged out a long time ago. Long, yeah. Good decision. Good decision. Instead, I just spend my time fighting supporters groups on Twitter now. Uh, <laughs> that's so, right. You know. <laughs> Anyways, well, another person. Why don't that, we crack? Why don't we crack up? Why don't we? Why don't? Why don't we crack open a cold one with our uh, Lorenowitz <laughs> men? <laughs> Can we not right now? With our uh, Lorenowitz men of the night. <laughs> I hate that so much. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. All right. Oh I will, God. I will, I will start. I thought Andrew Carlton was great. Um, well, great being okay. a, being a relative term. Um, you know, like you said earlier, he came on. He made stuff happen. Um, he didn't really get a chance to do that when we saw him in Nashville because of the condition the field was in and kind of where he was playing on the field. He was playing in the terrible area. So it was nice mm-hmm. to see him get out there. And he just, the thing I love about Andrew Carlton is that he just has no fear when he gets out there. Like he's going to run with the ball and he might lose it, but you just feel like he's going to make something happen as to where I feel like the kind of the opposite with Barco so far, where I feel like he's almost afraid to make mistakes. But I think maybe because he knows like what's expected of him, he doesn't want to look mm-hmm. silly or bad. Um, giving the ball away, so I, I just really like the freedom that Aaron, that Andrew Carlton plays with. So I'll give him my, so much my, creativity in it. Yeah, you, you always just feel like you said you always feel like something is just kind of a step away from something amazing. Yeah. Also, also a big fan of him bringing back the head accessories. Oh yeah, he's been he's been rocking that all all spring. Yeah, all winter, whatever you want to call it. it it's a good look. Yeah, it's a good look. Uh, my Lorenowitz man of the night, uh, Kevin Kratz. I just wanted to give some Kratz appreciation. I, 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 he was fine. He was okay in the game, but <laughs> I just feel like he comes in and, you know, he does his job and, you know, doesn't screw things up too bad. I just wanted a little bit more Kevin Kratz. He was Kevin Kratz. He was Kevin Kratz and that's good enough for us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll take him any way I can. If, if, if I can't love someone at their Kevin Kratz, I don't deserve them at their Jeff Lernowitz is my opinion. So I, I want a, I, I really hope he gets another cha- shot at a free kick at some point this uh, preseason because he'll probably make oh, it. Yeah, he's so good. So good. Just bangs them in during practice. Kevin Kratz, the best free kick taker on the entire team. If you didn't know, if you didn't know, um, is that, is that it? Is that all we got? This was a short one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got three to do this week. So, I mean, we don't want to, oh, we don't want to overburden people. I'm so sorry to everyone else. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, so um, that, that'll that be it for us for this game. We, we do ha- want to wrap it up with the quote of the night. Um, Sam, you want to you wanna, uh, lay this one on us? Sure, sure. This is literally the first thing Tata said. Uh, it's, uh, if you remember last year, the same thing happened to us. He's exactly right. That's good. We got our butts kicked by Columbus <laughs> in the preseason. So, so you can lay your... So, you can lay your head on your pillow at night, safely knowing that the same thing happened to us last year. Yeah, it's all good. We're going to be fine, guys. Going to be fine. NBD. NBD. NBD here on FSF. 
All right, that's it for the H Dad. Shout out Ryan Katniss. Shout out Migos. Shout out Zaytoven. Uh, anyone else? Uh, shout out Tom Kenny York. Rogers. Tom York. Oh, Kenny Tom. Rogers. God. And um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ran- the most random people. Jorge Thieler. Shout, shout out. out. This is getting really extensive here. <laughs> shout out. Shout outs. All right, that's it for us. Bye, y'all. All right, see y'all. See what condition like